Welcome to Sleepwell's podcast. I am your host, Shannon Glenn. This is episode number seven. Today, I sat down with Megan Keevan, a team member of mine, a, a sleep consultant on Sleepwell's team, and uh, got to know her a little better. I am so, so thankful Megan joined our team. She's been with us now uh, about a little over six months. I met Megan um, several years ago. I had the pleasure of getting to work with her and her second child, helping him sleep better. And when she said she wanted to join our team uh, a little over a year ago, I was honored and so thrilled that she uh, asked to, to join me. And I am so happy she's on our team. Megan comes to us from a uh, medical background. She's a nurse practitioner in a very busy emergency room in St. Louis, Missouri. And she comes with a wealth of knowledge. Megan's worked with people of, of all ages and um, all struggles and issues. And, uh, and now she adds sleep to her repertoire. And I think you'll enjoy the episode with her. She is an awesome person and uh, an amazing consultant. So I hope you enjoy the episode today. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Thank you. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to get to talk with you and let our audience know a little more about you. I have I've done a podcast with Amanda and Jamie, and I think it's just awesome to let everybody know how great the whole team is here. So uh, I want to I want to dive right into this so people can get to know more about you. I'm going to start off with asking a question. Can you share a little bit about yourself and your family? Definitely, yeah. So uh, my family and I currently live in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I have grown up here the majority of my life. Um, I met my husband here and we have two small um, boys. Waylon and Emmett. Waylon is two. Emmett is five. Um, they are crazy and just nothing but boy, which is awesome and pretty, I don't know, chaotic, I guess you could say all at the same time, but we love it. Um, I currently am a nurse practitioner in uh, one of the major ERs here in St. Louis, and um, I spent a majority of my time there. And so it keeps me pretty busy. And other than that, we just try to hang out as a family as much as possible, and we enjoy being outdoors and just being crazy together. Yeah, uh, th those ages can definitely keep you busy, especially two two boys. I um I have one, and uh, he definitely keeps me on my toes for sure. Boys and girls are definitely yes. different. And I, and I love these things because I always learn something uh, about you guys extra too. I didn't realize that you had spent most of your time in St. Louis. Um, for some reason, I thought that you had lived, moved there as an adult. So there's something I yeah. learned new too. Yeah, very cool. Um, so obviously we love to talk about sleep, especially with our clients. So 
Tell me when do, would you say the, was the first time in your life that, that sleep became a thing for you? So there's actually two instances, um, and it's still kind of like a running joke in my family. My dad used to take us to school in the morning, and I always used to be the kid. We, my dad and I had this thing where I would just literally hold up my hand with like all fingers out and say like five more minutes. And so he used to be like, okay, fine. I'll give you five more minutes. Well, he'd come in again and I'd do the same thing. And we'd do it a couple of times and play the whole, the whole game. And finally my dad would be like, okay, you're going to bed earlier the night, the next night. So then the same thing would happen. And so like, this is in the morning when he was trying, trying to get you up, you'd yeah, ask for more time to sleep, more time to sleep. Okay. And I didn't sleep excessively. I just really liked to sleep. And so it was just kind of this like ongoing joke in our family. And then as I got older and, you know, became more mature about things, um, I got pretty heavy into athletics. And I think that's really when I noticed the impact of sleep. I would notice, you know, we'd be in tournaments often on the weekends. And if I didn't get a good night's sleep the Friday night prior, my performance would not be what I wanted it to be or what it needed to be, you know, on the court, on the field, whatever athletic, you know, activity I was doing. And so I really began to take note of that, I think, and started kind of clicking in my head. All right, like I need to get my act together the night before and really prepare myself, you know, not only mentally, but physically for this, because that's where I'm going to perform my best and, and give, you know, as much as I could to my team and, and be a good teammate. And so I think once I started really focusing on sleep the night prior, I saw a major difference in my performance in athletics. And I think that's really when I was like, okay, this is legit and something that truly impacts me. So I've got to pay attention to it. And from then on, I just kind of went with it. And my friends always made fun of me for being the one saying, I got to go home early because I got a game the next morning when the rest of my teammates were out the night before. But I, yes, I can completely relate to you actually on both fronts. Um, I also liked to sleep in in the morning and I also was kind of a, a little fanatical about making sure I slept well before, before sports. What sports did you um, play? I was really big into tennis. I played soccer and I played basketball. So a combination. And then as I got older um, and out of college, then I started competing uh, competitively in figure fitness and then as well as CrossFit most recently. So. Awesome. Well, it, uh, you were well beyond, um, in regards to maturity as a young adult to realize that you need to sleep. Uh, it is definitely something that young athletes, uh, have to pay and should pay attention to, but, uh, obviously as I'm sure you saw amongst your peers and see with even young adults today, it's, they don't, um, and the, they not really until they get older. And if they are still involved in any kind of athletics or just fitness in general, will they realize, Oh, sleep really does matter. But yeah. in those, in those, um, teen years, it can make a huge difference for sure. in how you, how you perform. I actually, um, my daughter is 13 and a swimmer and we have this conversation all the time before meets and she totally sees it. So it's like no problem at like eight thirty nine o'clock. She's like, yep, it's Friday. Yeah, I'm going to bed. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's got to get up at seven, you know, six thirty seven the next morning to get to the, to the pool to get warm up. And so she realizes the difference is pretty huge when um, she gets a good night of sleep and how she can carry out, you know, through the whole weekend with continued mm -hmm. com competition. 
Yeah. So, um, how, how do you feel like your, your feelings about sleep, uh, and how you approach sleep helps you serve your clients better? I mean, with our schedule currently, I mean, just my family schedule in general, um, I can work some pretty weird hours in the hospital. And so I really have to stop and think, all right, I need to be in bed by, you know, X time in order to get, you know, approximately eight hours of sleep in order to cognitively like function the next day. Um, so I think that carries on to what I expect out of my clients as well is, you know, they have to be very aware because if you're not, and you're just all of a sudden you look at the clock and you're like, dang it, I should have been an hour in bed an hour ago. Then you're like behind the eight ball, you get frustrated with yourself and it's just one of those things that I try to really be aware of in our home. And not only with me, but with my own children and my husband, um, just making sure that all of us are getting what we need and our family functions so much better when we all are well rested. Isn't that the truth? Um, I actually had my husband on last week and we were teasing about how when he first met me, he was like, yeah, I don't need more than like six hours of sleep. And I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. And the standing joke in his family's house when he was in high school was like, who's going to wake up Casey? Because he was so grumpy because he wasn't getting enough sleep. Um, And didn't honestly realize he, even though he's a man, he truly needs like eight hours of sleep. He didn't realize that until he met me. Um, and so, you know, spent a decent amount of his young adult life, not getting enough sleep and just sort of thinking he was just grumpy in the morning. And that was just sort of like mm-hmm. how he was wired, but then realized like, oh, wait, when I sleep better, I actually, yeah. I'm not grumpy. I'm actually pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty amazing how that, how that transpires for sure. Well, I'm sure that part of the reason that you've decided to do this work has in in helping parents with children that are not sleeping well has to do with your own children um, and and their sleep. So what does sleep look like in your house now with your family? Pretty, pretty strict. I mean, still, um, like I said, I have a two year old and a five year old and it's strict, but it's also a really good thing. We're in a really good place. Um, I can say that even my two-year-old comes up to me um, still taking the the one nap a day on the weekends when he's home with us saying, mommy, I ready to go take a nap. And when your kid says that to you, it's such a cool thing because you think he really knows his body and he's two. And I I have to say that my five-year-old is is the same way. I mean, at night he'll, he'll get to a point and he'll be like, mom, I'm sorry for my behavior but I think I'm just tired. And it's so funny because you're thinking, okay, kid, like, what do you really want out of this situation? But he's like, no, I'm ready to go to bed. And it's, they've just gotten in this routine. Um, and it's, it's a really nice place to be in. And I, and I do have to say, like, it's something that we still have to work at at times, but for the most part, it's pretty easy mm-hmm. in our household. Nice. That's, that's awesome to hear. It It is, I mean, if they hear the same thing over and over and over again, it does really, you know, you get what you emphasize. It does make an impact yes. for sure. Um, obviously my kids have been hearing about sleep their entire life. Uh, well, my son and my daughter for most of her life. And it, yeah, it is something that, that they know is a priority and, um, and not to say there's not bumps in the road cause that's just normal parenting, but yeah, it really is, uh, it is amazing to see them care about their sleep. And, you know, I say that to clients all the time, like that's the whole goal of this is, is obviously in the moment to get your child sleeping better, but to teach like long-term 
self-care and make them realize that, you know, getting a good night of sleep is just like eating, you know, a health, a healthy diet, getting exercise, like it, they all yes. go together. Um, and that really is what we're helping parents lay the foundation to for sure. So moving into sleep consulting, what would you say is your favorite part about being a sleep consultant? I think my favorite part about it is the variety of individuals that we get to work with and just like how different each family is and watching them work through the process. And I have to say, I think my favorite is when I have that mom that calls me that has decided like she has to do it alone because maybe her husband's not on board or maybe she's a single mom and watching her be unsure of herself in the beginning and then watching this confidence in her can grow and continue to grow as you go through the process. Um, just hearing that in her voice, I think is such a cool thing. Um, just, just watching a person grow in that aspect of being confident in what she's doing and how she's handling herself and how she's providing for her child, making sure that that child is being taken care of the best that it can be. Absolutely. Well, and sometimes, you know, we are helping parents really make their, like their first attempt at I don't want to say their first attempt at parenting, but their first attempt maybe at, at boundary setting or, you know what I mean? Some guidance around that as opposed to like uh, comforting, yes. feeding, diaper changing, all of those kind of things. We can be the first, that could be their first experience in dealing with sleep. And so you mentioned that confidence and imagine, you know, how that seed being planted can help them going forward with all the parenting decisions that you have to make as your child gets yeah. older. Yeah, for sure. That's really, that's definitely something that I would agree with too. What would you say are two common myths that you hear from parents about making sleep changes or make or sleep training? So I have to say the one that I run into the most is just the expectation of it happening, happening like instant, just right off the bat and, or the expectation of it. Um, and I say the second thing would just be that once they, you know, go through this process that they don't have to continue to work on it, that it's just their kids should know it. And no matter kind of what the situation is, their kids should still be able to sleep perfectly. And so I think there's a lot of education and, hey, there's lots of transitions that kids go through. There's lots of develop developmental milestones that kids go through. And even as like, young children, adolescents, teens, adults, there's always a change that's going on with us and in our environment. And you, you do have to adjust and sleep is something that you always have to be aware of and continuing to work on. So it's not just this one moment in time that if we fix this problem right here and right now that you never have to kind of work on it again. Yeah. Amen to that. I hear that too. Um, I have actually even likened it to like exercise or like eating changes, right? Like you can't exercise for like one or two weeks and then just be like, I'm good. I'm in shape and I'm yeah. going to see, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's a, it's something that you have to continue to practice and, you know, same with like changing your eating habits as well. Like you can't, or you're, um, you know, you have to keep with, it keep practicing it. It's a habit and sleep is the same way. Um, and yeah, I definitely have found that that's something that, you know, parents will often ask, can I just fix this? And and then we're good to, we're good to go. We don't need to look back on that, realizing that this is, you know, a lifestyle. Um, and, and part of that is, is developing habits that you have to do over and over again. 
for sure. Uh, I want to shift into uh, getting to know you a little more personally. Thank you for all of uh, your uh, opinion on sleep. I, I love it. And um, one of the many reasons I'm so happy to have you on the team. Um, okay. So first question I want to ask you is if you were a color in a crayon box, what color would you be and why? So if I had to pick a color, I would just say green because it's my favorite color. Um, I think the reason for it being my favorite color is it's super earthy and just good. It's natural. It's fresh. It's, it's still vibrant and bright. And, and, and that's why I love that color. It's always just been my favorite yeah it's a that's a great color and there's lots of yeah. options with it too um from going you know bright to kind of muted and everything in between for sure it's a that's a that's a good color uh another question i want to ask is what is a book that you have read recently that you really liked and why so i have to say i always have a couple of books going at the same time um so some of them, you know, my own interest, a lot of them having to do with ongoing education at work. Uh, my favorite, though, that I have read recently that I completely finished the book would have to be a book called uh, Power of a Praying Parent. And it just was a really awesome insight of how like God has given us these these perfect little gifts of children. And, and we do we, we have to like take, take care of them and nourish them and and love them and, and pray for them. And that's one of the, the greatest gifts that we can give them is just to pray for them and, and be there for them in so many different ways, like physically, emotionally, and, and a combination. And I, I yeah, no, it's just sorry, go ahead. Awesome. It really, it's like a really basic principle. Um, it just is super eye opening. I don't know. It just, it, it made me really stop and think like, man, like my, my kids really are that sometimes you don't think about to, to pray for your kids, I guess. Right. Absolutely. No, that is, um, that is really cool. Uh, power of the praying, uh, praying parents. Who is the author? Um, the first, her first name is Stormy. I can't remember her, the last name though. Okay. I'll, I'll put it in the description on the podcast. I'll look it up and put it in the description. I imagine that there'll be other people that will enjoy that. You know, something that was, um, my, uh, my dad was just in town this past weekend visiting me and, um, something he was, he wanted to, to get back home, um, on Sunday in time for Sunday night church. And, um, as he was talking about that, you know, I was like, you know, dad, it's, you don't need to get up that early. He lives about eight hours away. And I was like, you don't need to get up that early to make it. And he was like, I go every Sunday so I can make sure to That's pray for awesome. my kids. Um, and I, I, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm one of, I'm the oldest uh, of four kids. He has four kids and it, um, it is something that that's probably for him, like his moment to sort of take out of his day or week, whatever, however you want to look at it to pray for all his adult kids. So yeah, I definitely can see how, how that is important. It, uh, it is for, for us too, for sure. Um, definitely makes, makes a difference, I think. And, and for, us as parents, just trying to find ways to make difference in their lives any way we can. What is, speaking of your family, what is your favorite thing to do with your oh, family? That's, I would hands down anything outside. I, I have to say that the majority of our time is spent outside. Um, 
traveling by far is our favorite. Uh, if we could do more of it, we definitely would. We try to take every opportunity that we can. And the coolest thing that we have done so far together, even with my both boys being quite young, is uh, skiing. So we have a place in Utah, and uh, we just we started them really young. My youngest son was two when he learned, and it's something that we just definitely look forward to every year, going and doing as a family. Even though it's freezing cold outside, it's just one of those things I think forever, like we will never forget that. And I hope that we're always able to do it together. And yeah, it's just, it's just a good thing. Yeah, that's so cool. How many times a year do you get to Utah? We try. Um, last year, we actually only made it once, but uh, we were able to spend quite a bit of time out there. So that made it really nice. That's awesome. I, um, I don't live far from Utah and, um, we, my kids just recently got into skiing as well. And we were actually talking about, um, taking them this year outside of Idaho. There's a lot of skiing around us. We're very lucky. Uh, but we talked about taking them outside of Idaho and obviously Utah, uh, is sort of the next logical place for us to go. Cause we're in Southern Idaho. Um, and so do you go to Park yeah, City? Yeah, places. And I think you honestly yeah. like cannot beat it. There's so many ski resorts in such a close proximity with such a, a variety uh-huh. of, um, like levels, you know, whether you're beginner, intermediate, advanced, um, It's just one of those places I think there's a lot to do, even besides skiing. Um, There's ice castles, there's dog sledding, there's, you know, backcountry. I mean, it's just such a great place to go. And, you know, it's a cool, small, quaint little town with lots of character, um, lots of good food. And, yeah, I I feel like you kind of can't beat it. And we've been to quite a few places to ski throughout the U.S., that's that's really good to hear. Uh, it makes me makes me excited for the for the winter to come. I'm not going to rush it. Uh, we are getting some some cooler temperatures, which I'm I'm very excited for. But that makes me excited to 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 try that for sure. I want to circle back. Just a question I wanted to ask you uh, in regards to um, your nurse practitioner work. Do you have a typical specialty that you? Um, are doing there or are you kind of uh, seeing everything so I in the am hospital? actually emergency medicine so I have worked my entire life almost in an ER in some capacity um, what's kind of random uh-huh. about it is pretty much everybody that's in the medical field in my family and we have quite a few that is the one specialty that they have been in um, the closest to me would be my brother he's an emergency room physician in uh, Dallas Texas my uncle was one of the directors here uh, in St. Louis of one of the major hospital uh, facilities. And it's just kind of random. We all just love that crazy side of medicine. Um, there's, there's obviously, you know, the kind of mundane, you know, I'm here for belly pain. But then there's also that stuff that comes in and you're like, holy cow, I've never seen that before. And that is just crazy. Right. So you started out as a, as a nurse, an RN in the emergency room and then moved up from there. That's so cool. You know, um, it's, it's funny how there's just, you know, commonalities I have, I've found with, you know, everybody on our team. And so, um, my, my mom, uh, the company that she owns sells, uh, eye irrigation lens to emergency rooms all over the world. Um, yeah, the Morgan lens I use it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's my mom's company. Um, it's so such a small world. Yeah. She, um, she's worked there for, for 30 years. Um, and, and now is a part, part owner. So interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I was talking about you the other day to her and, um, there's, uh, there's like, you know, nurses can, uh, conferences and physician emergency nurses and emergency physician conferences, uh, all over the country every year. And I was talking with her that I was going to be talking with you this week. And she's like, I bet you, she goes to those same conferences Probably. that I go to. Um, cause they always have a booth oh, okay. there. Um, and it's my mom. My mom's always the person in the booth. And uh, I'm like, I bet you she is. So I was like, I'll be sure to ask her because she's like, well, the next time she's there, she's going to need to look me up. Um, because yeah, she goes to like four a year and I'm sure every now and then you're going, yeah, such a small world. Well, that is, uh, you know, I, um, I have always been, I mean, I come from a psychology background, but um, just medicine in general has always been fascinating to me. As a matter of fact, the biggest thing that I like about sleep is the the sleep science and the biology to it. Um, and that's something that I've always wanted to try to, you know, know as much as I can. Um, and I feel like that's something that everybody on our team would also say that that's what they want to know too. And And I love that we all come from you know, different backgrounds, but can all still speak to trying to give clients not only, you know, support and answers to get their, their kiddos sleeping well, but also give them a little education and sleep too, um, which is, which is really awesome. Yeah. I think when you give them the background of of how things work and why it's important, I think it just makes them want to make those changes so much more. Um, And the most, the most interesting thing I think that you can probably attest to this is all these recent studies with the blue light and how that affects sleep. And so for me, I'm totally nerding out on it over here because I get it, like how it affects, you know, hormone production and all this, but to be able to sit there and say like, yes, with all the influx of tablets and screens and TVs and just in general for very small children, it's just cool to be able to sit there and explain to parents like why maybe that's not the best thing for them and and what they can do to change that. And it's just something so simple. Absolutely. It's, it's huge. I remember writing a blog article back in like 2012 or 13 talking about this. And it was like, I mean, this is just to tell you how young sleep as a science is, but it was like fairly new for me to be talking on that topic. Um, and now, I mean, all the research is just astounding on how big of a deal the blue light is and how much more mainstream it is on people realizing that they really should stay away from that. And, you know, even, you know, phones and computers having blocker, you know, blue light blockers and, um, things to try to prevent us from that blue light exposure. It's just cool to see the science advance for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. I know I learned a few things about you and I'm really excited that our audience got to learn how awesome you are too. I am so grateful that you are on our team. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. And I definitely, I'm glad you started this because it's just something that I feel like is such an important topic and just a good way to give back to people in general on something that everyone in the entire world literally needs on a daily basis. So absolutely. Yeah. Not many things you can say, like you have to do every day for the rest of your life. This is one of them. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, again, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And have a have a wonderful night. Thanks, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed getting to know Megan and all of the awesome qualities she brings to our team. Anytime I do these, I learn something new about my team members and I love it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Next week, I'm going to come on and talk about daylight savings and the hangover your family might be feeling from the time change. I'm going to give a few tips on how you can handle that. Until then, sleep well.